Welcome back to Pass the Jar. On this episode, we have Lindsey Cross and Erica Schubert from the Jasper Humane Society. They're here to educate you about what goes on at the shelter, how you can help, how you can help change a pet's life, and how a pet can change your life. You guys know my dog is a rescue. He means the world to me. So this episode was fun for me to record. So you guys, you know what to do. Open up that jar, pass that thing around, and enjoy Pass the Pets. with Pass the Jar. Today, we have Erica Schubert and Miss Lindsay. They're from the Jasper Humane Society. They're also affiliated with the Greater Birmingham Humane Society. Rescue dogs are huge and important to me, so it was huge to me to have them over. So guys, thanks for coming on. Uh, Take turns telling everybody a little bit about yourself. I guess I'll start. My name is Lindsay Cross, and I am the shelter manager at the city shelter downtown on Birmingham Avenue. I originally was at the Birmingham facility as a behavior manager for four years before we took over the contract. And so now that we've been doing this for almost two years, I feel like we're just, you know, here for the the city and how we can help the community. Um, I'm Erica, and I've been with the city shelter since May 2018. And I've, I've grown with them since Birmingham's come in. They came in in January, and it's just it's a great experience. I love it. It's like I always looked for something that was for me, and, and this is it. I've, I've never found something that makes me so happy. So, Lindsay, what uh, what led you to want to start working with animals? I've been working with animals, I think, since I started working. So, I've been working with animals close to 15 years, um, strictly with dogs for about 10 Um and so I've just always had a knack for working with animals, and I've always just enjoyed it. It's just always been so much fun for me, learning and everything like that. I was that little kid, like, wandering off in nature, like, looking for stuff with my little book. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Erica? I, I've always loved animals. I've, I've been big into dogs and just anything that I could get as a child, um, reading books about animals. And the older I got, the more interested I got in when opportunity to work for the shelter I took it I just thought that'd be a good place to start was there anything like specific that happened in your lives like that led you to having this huge affinity for animals and like maybe one day I'll you know like little kids grow up they're like I want to be a veterinarian or a doctor <laughs> was there ever a moment like maybe later in life even you're like this is definitely what I want to do I remember growing up wanting to be like a veterinarian or like a student cool idea in your head oh that just I've always wanted something to do with animals from from when I was little we've always had animals growing up and so I think you know my parents just encouraged that and so it's just always been there Um, I lived in North Carolina for a little while and we had a there's a rescue zoo there and they would let you volunteer and that's what I kind of did is I volunteered just to take up some of my time and it, it was rescue animals zoo animals and it was it was just really interesting and you know, you learned a lot and then when I moved home that's when I kind of started looking like I want to work with animals that was gave me a lot of fulfillment in life we all have this epiphany moment where like this is <laughs> I guess what I really want to do in life yeah uh, so 
animals, they're special to everybody in mm-hmm. different ways, uh, unless you're psychotic. But <laughs> uh, so, like, we're glad that you came in to uh, Jasper what two years ago, Lindsay? Uh, from Birmingham, yeah. I've been working. I worked at the Birmingham facility for four years before we got the contract. So we've been working here for almost two years. I've lived in Jasper since I moved here from California. So what part of California? Just curious. Sonoma County, California, Northern California. Northern California, sweet. <laughs> yes, uh, very pretty. <laughs> so when uh when they called you about coming to Jasper, was there any thoughts that went through your head like? I was really excited because um, I I I like working where I live because I live in Jasper. And so when the opportunity came that, you know, when they were telling me that we were going to be getting the contract to work in Jasper and run the Jasper facility, I was really excited because it's like, I want to make a difference in the community, like help with animal education, like help with like our pet pantry program that we have, you know, just seeing what we can do for the community, for the animals, like really get it going and show people like, this is what we're here for. Yeah. Stray dogs seem to be like very common. Yes. Especially in like the county areas, because yeah. like I said, I grew up in Empire and mm-hmm. lived there for years, and like it was like you'd see a dog walking down your road. I was like, didn't see that one yesterday, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. Like, when you uh, when you decided that this was going to be like a huge impact on Walker County, Jasper, mm-hmm. did was that more of like an incentive to I can come home and make a difference here because that's what matters to me. Yeah, it's it makes me feel really good that I can make a difference where I live. Versus, I mean, I loved working in Birmingham and making a difference there. It was a little bit different role because it was more behavior and training. But um, it's I get to work with people in my community where I live. Yeah. So versus driving an hour to a place I don't live at, it's still great, but it's just a different feel. I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> did, did was there like just comparing California to Alabama? <laughs> was okay. was there like the same amount of strays and stuff no. over there? <laughs> so Um, So you have a lot of people who, at least in the county that I grew up in, we have licensing laws, so you have to license your animal. It's cheaper if your animal is neutered or spayed. There's, you know, leash laws. You don't see animals roaming at large. (laughs) Like this, the, you know, herds. (laughs) Yeah. Herds of animals. Like, we would see one, and, you know, they're always wearing a collar, so it's like, oh, I'll just call this number. Hey, I found your dog. You, You return it. Here it's like a, yeah, I was, it was a very rude awakening for me. I was just like, oh my gosh, there's so many stray animals. Yeah. Like, what's going on? And it's, I mean, I love living in Alabama, but the, the, the animal welfare is behind. It, the education aspect is behind right. in a lot of senses, which is really sad, but that's why I do what I do, to educate people. That's why we need help. more people like you here. <laughs> so, before we get into sunshine and rainbows about the <laughs> what you guys do, uh, Let's just talk about like the things that kind of are heartbreaking for us. So, uh, like abandonments. So let's let's talk about abandonments. How many do you see a day, a week? Well, recently, within the last two weeks, we've had quite a few. Really? Uh, which we've had a lot of um, incidences where people like throw want to throw their animals over our fence. Yeah, we made the news for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. that was almost, like that was just what two of the very like few there's a few of them yeah and that we, day what two days earlier a puppy was left at the doorstep just on saturday there was a puppy in the yard or someone had put it in um we happened house. to have a dog house out front because someone donated it and they thought that that was a drop-off spot <laughs> i don't know but they pull up at ten thirty at night put the puppy in the the dog house and drive off 
So luckily what, the puppy hung around and we were able to catch it. <laughs> yeah. So what's the thought process when you see this on your security cameras or you it, thought it doesn't show up on the cameras and you walk in and it just the, baffles me. Like why? Like yeah. you just knock on the door or wait until yeah. we're there. We get there at eight o'clock every day and we are there until five. The doors open yeah. at eleven and twelve, depending on the day. Mondays we close, but there is someone there. Yeah. Always. Not, we don't judge. No, we will try and help you to our best ability if it is your own animal. But you know, it's just, it's just baffling. They're, yeah, they're putting the animal in the fence, and we let dogs out in that fence. So if you throw your puppy into this fence, and Big Daddy Pitbull comes out, you know it might not end well. So. Yeah. Or cats. Or like, cats. You know. They throw cats over the fence. Like, they're going to stay. And if we have stay. <laughs> cats are, you know, good prey driver. Yeah. So, like, like from the opposite side's point of view, what do you think goes through these people's minds when they decide to drop off these animals? And I'm sure. When nobody's there. I'm sure a lot of people think that, oh, this, this doghouse must be where I can put this puppy, and it'll stay there all night, and someone will walk up, and they'll see it. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people aren't being super malicious don't get me wrong i'm sure people are out there but you know i just i just don't think they like think about those things like if you put a puppy in a dog house that doesn't have a fence around it it's not gonna stay there all night she's gonna wander off you know it's on a road (laughs) it's gonna get hit by a car so or or throwing cats over a fence you know cats can just bounce that fence like you know (laughs) we yeah we had a kennel set in it was set in the front room as a display of what puppy meal kennels look like. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be like just to raise awareness about puppy meals. And somebody stuffed a puppy in it while we were in the back room. So didn't ring the doorbell. Didn't they nothing. opened the door and came in and stuffed this dog in a kennel and left. Really? And that was when our security cameras were down. So <laughs> perfect timing. I know. I'm like, did they know? <laughs> We were there. You opened the door and came in fox. Now, yeah. have any of your uh, policies changed in the past two years? Like, maybe these people were used to doing this months before, and you guys came in changed the rules? I don't know what don't was know. super different from before we took over. We instilled our policies, which is, like, appointments and stuff like that. I don't know what um, Erica would know the, lot, the big changes. Yeah. Probably the – there's always been a fee, like, if you surrender an animal, but I – they probably got away with it a lot more before Birmingham came in. We all, we asked for a fee, but it's nothing crazy. It's like $15 if you live in the city, $30 outside the city limits. And then there's like litter fees, like for mom and puppies, yeah. mom and kittens. And but like that. strays are completely free. If you find a stray in the city limits, we will take it, no questions. Like, we're not going to interrogate you. Just, yeah. okay, Just tell me you. where you found it. Like, that's how we can make sure that it goes to back to the right person if they go and reclaim it. Right. You're not doing it any any more good by just taking it and leaving it, yeah, even no. though you're do, you're trying to do good. Yeah, like, just, and I don't think people think about that. Yeah. It's still going to leave. <laughs> like, a cat is not going to stay inside our fence. No. So do you think the majority of it is just the fact of they're going to charge me for dropping off this animal? It's, if, if they're doing it at 1030 at night, probably. Yeah, yeah, they're just trying to be sneaky at that point. In the, in the morning while we're still there, like those two cats that got thrown over the fence, they were there. They didn't even try and knock on the door. You can watch them just walk past everything yeah. and just yeah. over they go. <laughs> Those are just douchebags. <laughs> and, and that's what I mean. I, I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you never know the situation, but to just throw an animal. Yeah. Like, uh, I saw it. It disturbed me. I was like a TikTok or <laughs> something. One of those social media things. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, this dog ran on this uh, soccer field. And the dude just like trying to throw him over the fence over and over again. The dog's clearly not going over the fence. I'm like, how can people do that? So, when I see 
<laughs> happened in my hometown, I'm like, uh, it kind of pisses me off a little yeah. bit. So, it's how does it make you feel when you go in and see like security footage of that? It's frustrating, but then again, I'm like, well, at least we have the animal. We know it's safe. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, with those cats, we only found one. Yeah. We don't know where the other went. <laughs> it disappeared. And the cat that we have from that 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 footage that went on Facebook. It's a really sweet cat. She's yeah. so friendly. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yes. Just just like the dog. We had a dog tied up and left. And she was a senior dog. And she got, she was so nice. And her owner had actually gave her to someone whose to husband died. And she moved. And she couldn't take care of it. And these people tied it to our fence. Tied it to the fence and didn't tell her. When she's like, you, they could have told me and I would have taken her back and found some home for her. Yeah. And she came in here. She was in here. So we, we, she asked if we would adopt her dog out. And she, you know, a really, really nice lady. And she found the best home. Yeah. She's like updates. in a really good home. We get updates. She's spoiled rotten. She has a new, like, boyfriend who's like, <laughs> yeah. she's like a cougar, old pit bull with a boyfriend. So. She's, yeah, she li- <laughs> lives in a great home now, but they just left her tied to our fence. Yeah. Lindsay came in early in the morning and there. Sad. And it was cold, too. She sad. was cold. curled yeah. up in this little ball, hooked to the fence. It was so sad. So how many abandonments do you typically see per, we'll say, year? Per year? Um, last year, I feel like we almost didn't have any but, like, one animal. Yeah. This year, I feel like by the end of the year, it's going to be, like, 15, 20. <laughs> like, it's almost doubled. Yeah. So that's just straight-up abandonments. That's not yep. just That's the ones surrenders. we know of. Yeah. That's the ones we know of because, you know, if people toss something over or, or put it in a, underneath something that we never found and it wandered off. Right. We got brand new cameras also. So beware. Got, <laughs> if we, we got abandon off. your animal, we'll find you. So how uh, the the animals that you do get mm-hmm. that are like sick, have like chronic ailments or anything, how do you typically take care of them? Like do you have an in-house veterinarian or do you work we with We have a shelter vets? vet. They are located in Hoover because it's the main shelter vet for all of our locations, our Birmingham locations and the Jasper location. So we are trained in giving, you know, small amount of care. We're on the phone with Dr. Latham as our vet um, when something comes in that we don't know how to handle. Um, so a lot of the times if, you know, it's an emergency situation, we get it to, to Hoover like within like, hey, I need a driver and they're on their way. Yeah. So yeah. it just depends on the situation. Each each scenario will have to be like judged and stuff like that. So we've had a really good success rate with getting animals who need emergency care. They get the care that they need. Um, so we've had puppies come in where we're on the phone with Dr. Latham and be like, we need to get fluids. Tell me how much. Yeah. <laughs> and we're in the clinic, you know, giving yeah. fluids to puppies. <laughs> or so, dogs. The, so they kind of like, if it's not like super emergent, they, yeah, they can kind of talk you through it or mm-hmm. yeah. know what to do. Because we're trained with that. So we all know how to like draw blood or fluid. We have our own, um, we have our own little clinic in there. So mm-hmm. that's nice. That's something new that Brian had brought in. We've stopped. <laughs> All the animals that come in get vaccinated, vaccinated guinea pig, heart oh. prevention. So, like, when uh, when these animals come in and you see these ailments, what goes through your head as a, as a human? Uh, let's see. Normally we see a lot of animals with, like, hair loss. I'm like, great. Is it mange? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or is it, it like, bleed problem? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the majority, I think, of what we see is hair loss severe bleeds like they've chewed their hair off yeah um, we see a lot of field eggs mange uh, guinea pigs mange to people it's normally environment stress related you know care related um, 
that's I think one of the things that we see is the hair like physical condition of the animals are horrible. <laughs> yeah. Really skinny. And some that are super like dehydrated from being starved, like stuff like that. That's that breaks my heart because like I see like these these animals that are taken to shelters and stuff and they just like look unhappy. So we'll talk about how you get them happy later. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like the puppy mills, uh, you're both wearing hoodies. The Alabama Puppy <laughs> Mill Project. So yeah. First, tell sure. everybody a little <laughs> bit about that, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about puppy mills that you've encountered. Okay. If you're able to. Yeah. Um. So the Alabama Puppy Mill Project is is a great foundation. You can look it up online and just type in Alabama Puppy Mill Project, and it's trying to create awareness and what you can do. If you think that there's a puppy mill in, like, your hometown, next door, whatever. Um, so it's a great place to go and get all that information of who you can contact, like, what's like what you should look for, things like that. And it's just giving awareness of what they are, which is a poor facility for dogs that spend their, the majority of their life. Um, normally, normally you see, like, the smaller dogs because they're easy to do it, like your Shizus, your Schnauzers, your Poodles, like... Normally, not saying it's always, but for the most part, you see like all those small toy breed dogs that everyone wants. Yeah. You know, they're in crates stacked on top of each other, and that's where they live, twenty four seven, living in their own filth. You know, just having litter after litter, and um, you know, they advertise the puppies, but I'm sure if you were to be like, "Hey, can I meet the parents?" They'd be like, "You know." <laughs> yeah. How so, many? Uh, like the obviously the female takes the brunt of the punishment in a puppy mill. Yeah. Uh, is there like any kind of recovery once you get them out of there? It depends on the dogs. A lot of times puppy mill dogs are highly unsocialized because all the interaction they get is um, like feeding and sometimes the females can be actually more social than the males because the males are just used to one thing. It's not like the person has to come in and fuss with the puppies to make sure they're, yeah. they're okay. So, but a lot of times you see them with really bad skin, like uh, uh, other ailments that cause from being living in your own filth, matted, like depending on the dog, they're going to be severely matted. Yeah. Um, eye problems. Eye problems, skin problems, you know, overbred, you might have other, other problems with dogs who have had multiple litters. Um, so those are kind of the ailments that we see a lot. It's like really stinky, like <laughs> under socialized animals. Underweight. Yep, underweight because all they're doing is like pumping out puppies. <laughs> so, <clears throat> like the life expectancy, like once you rescue them, it's kind of up in the air depending on how long they've been in that situation. Yeah, yeah depending on how long they were used <clears throat> for breeding, if they had any sort of medical care. <laughs> yeah. So it just depends. Like they could have, you know, they could have like a full perfect life the rest you know like live like full expectancy or because of their situation that they came from they'll have a shorter life expectancy which is really sad now are there like responsible breeders that could kind of fall almost into this puppy mill uh like uh i don't know i'm not really sure there are your differences between puppy mills and actual legit breeders who do things by the books like it's a good facility you know um, they take really good care of the animals it's like they have a suite for their animals um so there are a difference in it i just don't know if any of them like who are legit or whatever could be classified as yeah i I, i'm not entirely sure where that line like where you could draw a line i'm sure there's a big gray area (laughs) which if people don't understand too like the 
life expectancy of some of these toy dogs aren't long. You're like you're forking out a pretty good bit of money because I know my dad's Yorkie. She died like she was three or four. Wow, <clears throat> that's yeah. young. Normally, yeah. like your small breeds are like ten to fifteen years. Really? Yeah. Well, that's it's never mind. Pardon me, it's purebreds that I'm thinking about that usually don't live very very long. Yeah, yeah they have a lot of health problems. Yeah, depending on if they're inbred or something like that. So when you uh, have you ever been like into a puppy mill? I personally have not been into one seizing puppy mill dogs. Um, when we when I worked at Birmingham, we seized one. Those places, so I personally have not been in a gotcha. mill, but um, I've seen lots of pictures from the facilities seizing those animals from the same place, and it's horrendous. So, what are some things like we as <laughs> citizens can do? Like, if we know there's one going one going on, or if we may suspect it, you can always try and report it, like to your police department, to the sh- like a sheriff's department, anything like that. And I think it would start with asking for like a wellness check on the like you think that there's animals there and you think they're not being treated well they need a wellness check you can't accuse anybody of anything (laughs) (laughs) but you can at least ask for like a wellness check right um and that normally would be i would i think would be probable cause i could be wrong so when uh you 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 see these dogs that come in is there any kind of like recuperation that you could do mentally for them yeah, a lot of those dogs go into foster care for socialization. Um, some of them, you know, like with the big bus that we got a few years ago, a lot of them are pregnant, so they went into foster care to have their babies. <laughs> and so then those puppies have to stay in foster care until they're old enough to get adopted. So it's the recovery time, depending on the ailments of the dog, can be longer yeah. than like a typical dog that just comes off the street or someone surrenders because, you know, they're healthy. <laughs> Do you feel like uh, like people have more respect towards like an animal's emotions these days? Because it seems like as a society we're growing more to like dogs viewed as like children, and people take care of them. So do you see like the emotional side ever kind of like completely get healed? Where like for it, certain dogs, yes, that their their uh, socialization can improve, but some dogs can be scarred from it. Yeah. There's a socialization period that you you see that you're like you can tell that the dog has been damaged in some way. They've yeah, come a long way, sure. but they still have trauma that they're coping with, and so and those are really those are good story good story. They're sad and good at the same time because you see these these dogs go through and make so much progress that they get adopted. Yeah, and then they the the, the adopters are still working on it for the rest of their lives. We've seen some really good turnarounds. Mm-hmm. Ben Jane. Yep. He was he, he was, was cruelty. He was cruelty. He, he was, was starved. starved. He was pretty angry. And we worked <laughs> with him. And like one of our coworkers really really liked Benjamin, so she would spend a lot of extra time with him. And over time, he he stopped being so um, he was so scared. Yeah. He it was fear based aggression. He came around and he got adopted to a big nice loft in downtown Birmingham. <laughs> nice. it was like a Birmingham dog. No, he's spoiled rotten. He lives yeah. with a cat. Yeah. Which I never would have thought that that was gonna be a thing, but you know. He was starved. He was left on a chain starving in downtown Jasper and he 
Doc Who is just a star when they've had bad rate homes again. Yep. Awesome. I feel like people with profitable intentions, they don't give the animals' emotions enough credit. Because, like, I know if my dog's mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> I know if he's sad or when he, like, he, he he's, a, he's a routine-based dog. Yeah. Like, he knows when it's time to go to bed. He knows when it's time to go outside. And uh, people don't take into that, that account. They just see them as animals. And they're like, oh, they're not smart. It's or, just a dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we get that a lot, unfortunately, when, like, when moving here. I notice that with some of the different areas that you go to. It's just a dog. Dog. <laughs> I have dog. three dogs and a cat, and they're all my fur babies. <laughs> so, the, like the problem with puppy meals, I guess, in my view, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like people just see it as their their job, and when you when you see a dog as your job instead of it's dollar signs, yeah, yeah, you 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 don't take care of it the way you should. No, um, and I and I think a lot of people, depending on who you talk to, who have requested for puppy meals, I know. Heard all the excuses. It's just like we started with this one, and it just got out of hand. Like, well, why didn't you take care of us? Like, like they're just yeah. like yeah. they're just confused. Like, I don't know. Some of them are like, I really don't know. I couldn't tell you. And it's just like, well, why didn't you get help? But I, yeah, I, sometimes it's just like I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand you. <laughs> so we'll, we'll kind of segue out of the sad, the sad side of, <laughs> okay. that you guys see. But uh, one final, like, I guess it's not sad for. The dog or the animal in general, but sad for you guys, it's when you see one adopted that you've recovered and yeah, recouped had, and grew to. We've had a few of those. We've had quite a few of those. <laughs> we just talked about dogs' emotions, but how are your emotions when you see like these dogs leave? And re- when a dog we work with for, I don't know, two months to eight months yeah. gets adopted, it's very emotional. Like you're, a, lot of, uh, a lot of the girls will cry, like the dogs are leaving, like it's just... <laughs> Erica's like yes, yeah. me. <laughs> it's always me. Um, so it it's really really happy that it's just like you've poured all this care into this animal and it's finally getting its forever home. It won't have to step foot in a shelter ever again. Yeah, like it finally gets to be comfortable. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes you put work in these animals, like you you work with them to come out of their shell and and be a good adoption candidate, and then. <laughs> it's sad, you're kinda, but you're happy sad. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like I helped you, and you're leaving me now. Yeah, you're leaving. Uh, now, when you uh, when you see these dogs go, and the emotions get through, are there ever any times where you kind of question they might be back? <laughs> like you kind of have doubts about where they're going. It's Sometimes happened. it's it's happened with. I don't think it's happened with any of like our true project dogs. I'm trying to think. Um, Darla. I love Darla. <laughs> love the TikToks of Darla. Did you? <laughs> yeah. I forgot that she was on TikTok. She, she did, uh, she went home with someone and we were so happy. And um, They were she, pretty upset though. She was jumping their pants and they didn't want her to get hit or anything. Yeah, they but, lived on a busy road. So it meant, it meant those kinds of things, it's like, okay, you're being really so responsible. So when she came back, it was sad, but it's like, she got adopted Stella. in Maine. Maine. She went to Maine and really? then she got awesome couple and they live on an island off of Maine. They have to take a ferry to their island and like Darla gets to ride the ferry every day. She's full so, so how did how did that happen? She got of... adopted through a rescue partner of ours called Go No Greater Love and they help a lot of times getting our dogs adopted um, up north. They're from awesome. Tuscaloosa. Yeah they're the Tuscaloosa. Oh okay. They're great. They're awesome. Love them. 
I didn't know there was like those kinds of you have organizations. your rescue partners. Um, so we have two different programs uh, for our facility as a whole, Birmingham and Jasper. And there's yeah. your rescue partners who are mostly local or like within a couple hours from like the main hub, mm-hmm. and then you have your transport programs, which is transporting animals out of the state, like all the way up to Wisconsin. Maine. That's crazy. Maine is through no greater love. Like for our transport program, we go to Wisconsin. Like, what is it? Washington D.C. Places like that. So That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. So they're not stuck here in Alabama. Yeah. Well, spread your wings and yeah. fly, doggy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, now, now to your shelter. We'll mm-hmm. talk about you guys for a little bit. Uh, tell us a little bit about your intake. Like, how many dogs you typically see? In the past two, almost two years, we've had to 1,600 animals come in, and that's just like strays, surrenders, pull assaults, nothing extra. <laughs> you did say 1,600, correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> just make sure I heard you right. Yeah, so that's not, I. our reports can be kind of confusing, so I couldn't find the, the reports to pull for transfer ins from, from other agencies facilities. and other facilities, so that's about 1,600 animals that we've had in the home. So are these like... Surrenders or surrenders, strays, and police halts. Okay. So um, that would be any surrenders that we had. I didn't get exact surrenders or strays, but that's what those those numbers compile up. So when uh <clears throat> when you get a stray, typically how are strays brought to you? Strays are brought in if they are strictly in the Jasper city limits. If it's outside the Jasper city limits, unfortunately, we cannot take them. It's not part of our jurisdiction. We can get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so if it's a stray in the city limits, they come to us, you know, our doors open at 11 o'clock, but if, if it's like emergency, I got to go to work, you know, whatever the case may be, we get there at eight o'clock, you could knock. And if we see you at the front door, we'll come and help you. It's not a big deal. (laughs) So if it's a stray, it'll come in, we'll input it into our computer. You'll sign your little spray receipt stating you found it and where you found it. And then, um, it'll go to the clinic and get processed. So it'll get its VATPP, like its shots. It'll get flea and tick prevention, ivermectin, which is heartworm prevention, warmer, warmer, all that stuff. Yep. So when you, you just described, described strays, now what do police pickups so consist So police holds consist of, um, animal seizures. So it's when Officer Patton seizes an animal for either investigation or trying to figure out, like, like animal cruelty. You yeah. go to jail. <laughs> you go to jail and your dog's in your truck. Yeah, take if, it. Yeah, if you get like pulled over with a chicken in your truck. I've <laughs> done that. You seriously had a chicken brought in? Yeah, yeah. he got a, a DUI. Hold. Sweet. <laughs> DUI and had three chickens. We got two. They came back looking for the third. We're like, we don't have the third. I don't know where the third went. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, obviously, like, you can't discuss cases, but how many, like, police pickups? Just within the last couple of weeks, we've had, just case-wise, one, two, three, four? Um, four cases, but within like ten animals. Weeks. Yeah. So four cases within the last two weeks. So there's often, there's sometimes multiple animals. Sometimes with, we'll go with seven. Yeah. One of the cases this week was seven animals. So. Yeah. Goodness. And sometimes we won't see police holds for months. Yeah. All of a sudden, we'll just do much. So it just kind of comes in waves. <laughs> yeah, it depends on on since Officer Patton's also a police officer, he has to do the police officer things. Yeah, <laughs> and he does the animal control as well. So um, I guess it just depends on how much he's surveying the creatures, you know. Be <laughs> like a dog bite. Yeah. 
we heard dogs would bite you, and we would get that. Really? It's so a bite quarantine was what it's like. Depending on the circumstance, sometimes they have to go to yeah. a vet. Yeah. But sometimes we get them too. So when uh when people surrender dogs, mm-hmm. we'll kind of talk about that a little bit in length, just because I feel like people need more educated <laughs> on that. Yeah. Uh, how many of those do you typically see? So we, it depends on space. Yeah. Surrenders are by appointment only, and normally our surrenders on our surrenders are on Tuesdays. So if you have an appointment, it will probably be on a Tuesday between 10 a.m. and 12.30. So those are my only slots. They get filled up really fast. <laughs> Depending on what space we have is if we can slot you on that Tuesday for, like, a large dog, a puppy, a litter of puppies, a litter of cats, you know. Yeah. It just depends on what you have is how I will will figure out when your appointment will be. Uh, but it has to be an appointment. <laughs> you can't just walk in like a... This is my cat. Yeah, I can't. I need you to take it. Yeah. No. Um, every now and again, sometimes we can do that, but because we stay full, um, it's not fair to the people who have already been waiting. Right. You know, we do try and help how we can. Like, sometimes it's like, oh, I can't take it today. I'm completely full, but can you bring it Thursday? Like, we will try and work with you if we're able to. Yeah. Um, if you live in the city limits and you have, like, a single animal, it's $15. If you have a litter and the mom in the city limits, it's 30 Outside... A single animal, it's thirty and sixty dollars for a litter for the county. For the county, gotcha. so it's like Walker County. Well, we've taken it from Jackson County, so yeah. just outside city limits. <laughs> yeah, so if you're outside the city limits, it's it's more expensive. Well, yeah. you know, it goes this, towards their care. Yeah, though. it goes towards their care: boarding, feeding, shots, spay and neuters, the whole nine. So, can you explain why the, there's a difference in the city? And obviously, you work with the city. But is there <laughs> like is there another factor as to why it's more expensive coming out of the county? It's just not our, our jurisdiction. Got you. So it's trying to, to make sure we can really serve the people of Jasper first. first. And then, of course, we're going to try and serve whoever we can. Yeah. But that's just how it was set up. Gotcha. It's understandable. I mean, yeah. county, so The county has their own facility, and so we have our facility as well. And, you know, we like to help how we can, but we do have our own jurisdictions. So. Right. So how many, like, surrenders do you see? People are just like, I just can't take care of it anymore. Like, I can't afford it. For the most part, I think it seems most of the surrenders we get in is, I'm moving, I can't afford this animal, I can't find homes for this litter. Right. I think those are the main ones we see, right? Yeah. Or it's not good with the family. Yeah. Now, in reverse, do you ask these questions before you put them out for adoption Mm -hmm. to these families? They have to fill out an application. Gotcha. So, we try our best to do, like, a meet and match. So if you came in and you wanted like this high-strung pointer mix that was awful with children and you were looking for a laid-back dog and had three kids under five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I would probably be like, well, I don't think this is a good fit. How about Fluffy? (laughs) You know, like we'll try, we, like I I will not let a dog go home with a, a, an animal or with a family who I think the animal's just gonna turn right back around and be like, yes. Yeah, you bit my kid. Well I could still do that. Our, <laughs> our animals have to meet your animal before you can take it home. Yep. So if you have another dog and we have this dog that you wanna meet, you know, it's always best if you bring your dog with you, otherwise we'll put it on hold for a meet and greet and you just come back the next day. Right. That way if we see anything funky going on with the meet and greet, we can either tell you what to be prepared for, or be like, are no. you comfortable with this situation? Yeah. Or we'll be like, this isn't going to work. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I've done that. And I mean, the family 
gets upset, but I'm not willing to risk it. I mean, <laughs> in in human terms, like you wouldn't want this kid that is like you're a piece of crap the second they meet you, or they're yeah. too over overly functioning for you. Like it's the same way. And yeah, I feel like people don't really take that into account. They're like, oh, I can train this dog. Oh, we've, not really. Oh, we've, we've had lots of people do that. They're like, well, I can work with this dog. Like, no, you can't. We turn, <laughs> we turned somebody down one time. They picked out like seven dogs. Just like you live in an apartment, and they were picking out like the biggest. Beefiest, wildest pit bulls we had, and they had a baby. <laughs> I was just like, "I'm sorry, you can't have that one." Yeah. How about this one? Goodwill. They they didn't want that one. They, they wanted that one. I'm just like, I'm so, the sorry. One. <laughs> I'm, so sorry. I'm so sorry. So typically with intakes, like uh, you said, it was like 1600. Yeah, just about 1600. How uh, how do you decide what to do and where they go? It depends on the dog. So we get like some dogs. We get. Um, we think that they would do best getting adopted up north, like a husky. A lot of times I'll reach out to my rescue and be like, hey, yeah, <laughs> would you like this dog? <laughs> so we can go live his life in a nice cold climate? Yeah. So down here it just depends on what we think the dog needs. Like, uh, you'll come into the facility and we have a, a board with their kennel cards on it. And some of them have, like, requirements. I require a home inspection. I require a privacy fence. So just based on what we feel the dog needs with our interactions with the dog like while, while we're working with them day in and day out it's like yeah i i think this dog needs a privacy fence yeah. <laughs> this yeah. dog can't have like an invisibility fence because it'll just blow right through it <laughs> we, yeah we do a lot of hands-on with our dogs so really we learn their personalities yeah that's good so when uh when the all these dogs come in and you decide where they go mm-hmm. how do you how do you decide what you keep like if do they fit this the same like motif you were talking about? Some go to rescue, some yep. stay for adoptions. Yeah. Yeah. So and and what we try and do with our rescue, so we can't give a rescue like everything that's psychotic and bouncing off the wall yeah. and stuff like that. We have to be fair. We to have them. to be fair and be like, here, why don't you have this really calm lab or this really pretty poodle and this yeah. crazy husky? So it evens out. <laughs> so it evens out. You're 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 helping us. Right. <laughs> so because some of some dogs are harder to adopt than others. You know, we have. Uh, who is it? Uh, Ada right now. Nice. She's a, a special girl. She's currently what we would call a shelter dog. <laughs> she gets to run loose all day. She well, run loose. No, she lays on she the bed. She stays in the office. office. <laughs> <laughs> she runs loose. <laughs> she was abandoned in her home. Um, so she is a special case because she likes other dogs, but she's what we would call a heavy corrector, and so she gives really heavy corrections to other dogs when they invade her space bubble. You guys. And not everyone's comfortable with that, so she yeah. requires a special help. Yeah. So, like, you have cases like that. So, if someone would be like, oh my gosh, she's so pretty, can I have her? I'd be like, let me know more about you, maybe. <laughs> maybe, yeah. They have other dogs. Yeah, so if it's if they have other dogs, we do a meet and greet, and then they see how she reacts, like, explosive with her um, corrections, which they're not aggressive. <laughs> they're just kind of rude. And, um, She's easy to call off, but, you know, they'll see that and be like, are you comfortable with this? They'll be like, no. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. How about I give you this tripod pit bull? <laughs> <laughs> so, how many, uh, like, animals can y'all house over there? Let's see. Um, we have 92 animals right now. We could. We how could, many more spaces do we have open? We could fit two. <laughs> <laughs> we have about, there's 17 outside. Kennel in the back. Okay. 
So we have 12 adult runs inside and 15 outside. They're the bigger ones outside for adults, for strictly adult dogs, and they're awful. Okay. And then in our smaller kennels that we try and keep large puppies in, we call them stop puppies. That's eight kennels. <laughs> and then we have about... Those are the first five that I've been in, so that's the only space we have. Okay. And then we have some cat spaces. Open, yeah. Like a few, like a handful of them, like five. Three. Oh, three now? Okay. <laughs> so the cats require as much space as dogs, like in, in, a, in a shelter loft? Um, they can live in like a, a, a smaller kennel that you can have a little box food bed. It's not ideal. We do have two open cat colonies in the shelter where you can go in and they're loose and they're like climbing all over the place. So we do have two of those. So we do try and put, as soon as like cats move out of there, we put new cats into those yeah. colonies so they don't have to be in a kennel. And we're yeah. pretty good about rotating them yeah. out. So. We try to, they're like open rooms with cat trees and they're just hanging out. Yep. So. And that's where they stay until they get adopted. We are partnered with Petco um, over by Hobby Lobby and they adopt out our, our cats there too. Awesome. Yeah. So that's good to have those partners yep. locally too. Yes. Uh, so obviously, like you just described, a cat colony. How uh, how do you keep the animals happy? Like, what do you do with those little <laughs> babies all day? I think that's one of your favorite things, <laughs> the enrichment part. Erica's yeah. eyes lit up when I started good. asking questions. I, I spend a lot of times with dogs. Yeah. We will when we have time. We try to like rotate them out when we're done with our cleaning. While we're cleaning their kennels and everything, because that's like the first thing you have to do, um, we let them out one at a time while we're doing that. And then once we're done, we try to like set a timer, rotate them. Um, we like go throw the ball with whoever's out. We, we try to match <laughs> them into groups. Like if we'll see who gets along with who, we'll let them in play groups. Um, we recently got two big yards added to our shelter, so now we have. Three yards for dogs. They're um, good size too. Good size yards. We have swimming pools. We let them play in. Like the little baby pools. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we do um, enrichment treats, which will will fill like a water balloon up with treats, and you could do um, broth of some sort, and then you freeze them, and then you open them up, and they have like this giant sphere sphere <laughs> to play with, and it's frozen, and it's great for hot days. Yeah. yeah. We do. We try to do all kinds of stuff like that. We cons frozen cons. Homes. Um, we all there's only four employees there, but usually we all have a like complete opposite dog as our favorites. So like you you might spend more time with your favorite dog. We okay. try to give them a lot of one on one because it's just you don't want them sitting there miserable. Yeah. You, know? you want them to be. You don't want them to get stressed out. They do get yeah. stressed out in that environment, but thankfully we have a high adoption rate. Mm-hmm. Luckily our rate. dogs aren't. No one has to sit there for very long. Yeah. So how happy does it make you getting a play with them? And knowing you're making <laughs> a change in their lives. I love it. It's it's fun. Um, <laughs> we get a lot. I like me personally. <laughs> I like the like sad, old, shy, old dogs. So I do a lot of work with those. Um, it's just like, like everyone like has a certain niche that they, it works really well because yeah. we all have a certain niche that we really like. Erica likes old senior dogs. It's just her favorite. It's hilarious. They'll come in and be like, Erica, this one's yours. Yeah. <laughs> I like dogs that have like skin tones in my hair. I love, I like to do the transformations. Like I, I told you, my dog came from Empire. She had no hair. <laughs> and now she's just this beautiful, fuzzy little shizu. With bald spots. She doesn't need bald spots. But we, <laughs> we work with it. We have a whole wardrobe. <laughs> it's just fun. It's really, really fun. Yeah, it's rewarding to see. Very rewarding. Yeah. 
just to see, especially when you have skin issue dogs come in to see how much, like, <laughs> from you, before, you, yeah. after. <laughs> you get this sad little beaten down, broken hearted animal, and it turns around and it loves you, and you're just like, what a difference in this little guy's life. That's what I feel like everybody should strive to do, is make a difference some way or another, mm-hmm. and animals mean a lot to me, so, like, <laughs> So I know it like it makes you you guys happy getting to do that every day, and uh, you're making a difference in the community with these animals. In return, like, is there ever like a a sense of disappointment when a dog doesn't take to you when you're working with them? It can, but because there's four of us, like a dog might come in and might not like me, but loves Erica. Right. So it's like, well, I know that dog is gonna like get what it needs from Erica. Yeah. Know, and then maybe in a week or two, it starts to like me a little bit more. You know, just like where a dog comes in and doesn't like Lacey or Jesse, you know. Um, so at least there's somebody there that, that the dog can latch onto. And we all will try, like the dog will still get out with us or anything like that. But when they see that one person, they're just like, ha! <laughs> you know. Yeah, they're like, why don't you like me? I've been like, sitting cool. with you every day for three weeks, yeah. but you like Lacey more than me. <laughs> yeah. and, but it's okay. So do you try to do you kind of keep a spectrum of personalities over there just for the for kind of that reason like or do you just hire people because like you know they'll be good with it? Well, Lacey and Jesse came <clears throat> from the Birmingham facility. Yeah, uh, Erica's original. Yeah. <laughs> They've all been there for years. Though. So I've worked with Birmingham, including Jasper, for almost five years now. Yeah. So I think Lacey's four and Jesse's almost four. Or something. I can't remember off the top of my head. So they came with me. Lacey lives here in Jasper. Jesse lives in Hughtown, mm-hmm. so um, they've just been doing it a long time, so that you know they they wanted the opportunity. They didn't have to move here, but they had the opportunity to, so they did. That's kind of good for the animals too, the ones that are kind of there for an elongated period of time, mm-hmm. uh, seeing your faces every day. Yeah, they do. And some dogs will be like perfect with us, and someone comes in to look at them, and they're like, "I promise, they're not like this." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think I think my favorite dog of all time. He was there for eight months. His name was Cool Whip. So he got Sweet. adopted. He, we sent him to a rescue in New York because no one was coming in from the surrounding area who was a good fit. Yeah. Because he was terrified of humans. Terrified. Terrified. I love this dog. He loved <laughs> us. He loved yeah. all four of us. Mm-hmm. He loved some of our volunteers. Yeah, we could do anything to this dog. Like, put him in pajamas. Like, we, like he would let us do anything. Other I fostered shoes. him for two weeks, two, three weeks before he went to New York. So when these people, like, you feel like they're a better fit, mm-hmm. uh, what steps do, do you have to take? Like, Reaching out. So my connection that I had with the person in New York was through Georgia. <laughs> so one of my contacts in Georgia who takes dogs from us, I was talking to them about Cool Whip. And then <clears> they introduced me to the person from New York. And I was like, hey, you know, they gave me your contact. You start getting to know them, do a little research, like make sure it's not just like, like a, a dog flipper or something like that, right. um, and so that's where he went. He got adopted. Like it took him, it took him a few months there also, but he still got adopted. What's typically like the transport? How do they transport these animals? Driving? Driving. Or? Okay. We do have. I think Birmingham just did um, some plane transports just a couple weeks ago. Sweet. So we've done those as well. Just none from strictly Jasper. We do most of driving. Have you ever driven far away? I have job. not personally driven any of the transports. Lacey has. Lacey has she right. drove to Wisconsin with one of the other workers, and it's like it's a twelve-hour straight shot there. Yeah. Drop off, deliver the animals, like sleep in the hotel, and come back on Sunday. Dang. Friday, come back Monday. <laughs> so giant Sprinter van. Uh, 
So what are some ways that people can help? And uh, um, Volunteering, donating, things like that. We love volunteers. We love volunteers and we have, and volunteers are not required to clean any blankets. We love them because <laughs> it helps us. But they're not required to clean. They can strictly come and walk dogs, play with dogs, play with cats. You know, we have one volunteer who comes and sits in the cat colony for four hours. That's all she does. We have a um, volunteer he, that he has came every Monday for a year and a half, about a year and a half, and he just walks he dogs. walks, he rotates every walking dog. dogs, and he rushes them. <laughs> and he's he's great. He's he's an older gentleman. He um, he loves he just loves the animals. Yep. And he he does it every Monday. Mm-hmm. He's done it for and if he half. misses Monday, he'll come a different day of the week. Really? Yep, once a week. We love him. He's a great guy. So you don't ask too much of these volunteers. No, like, no. no. I mean, we have we have some volunteers who are there. They're like, yeah, I'll help you clean. So they're like in their scrubbing kennels with us, which is great. Yeah. We um, have um, one of the army recruiters, Adam. <laughs> Adam Nystrom. He's been stationed all over, and he always likes to go volunteer at a local shelter. Well, he got sent to Jasper on recruiting duty, <laughs> and he just shows up one day, and he's like, I'm here to help. And we're just like, <laughs> he's great. <laughs> And now we've got, like, we love him. So he comes when he can, when he's not driving someone nuts. But he just comes and he helps us clean for a while. He's like, got to go back to my wife and my babies. And he's gone. <laughs> yeah, he's great. So volunteering is one way. Is there any other, like, can they make donations or anything? Yeah, donations, yes. any sort of donation, whether it be, like, cash, food, cleaning supplies. like Blankets. Blankets, towels. Like, we're not really picky on that. Yeah. Normally we can use it. <laughs> if we can't use it, we will donate it to like the Salvation Army. So it's right. not going to just be wasted. So it won't get used. <laughs> if you ever have community service, we yep. will take you. Yeah, court service, we will take you. <laughs> have you ever had a volunteer do transport or anything? They do have a volunteer program since the transport goes out of Birmingham. They have volunteers that's normally who drive the, pro- the transports. Gotcha. So, um, that's pretty cool. Alicia Tillis is the person who does the transport. She's a transport coordinator, so she can she can pick you up if required. <laughs> <laughs> but it leaves out of Birmingham. But our dogs go on those as well because we send them to Birmingham to get on that transport and then we take them. Gotcha. So if y'all ever get overcrowded, mm-hmm. what do you what do you do? Right now we haven't had that issue. We always have at least a spot or two open, and when that happens, you know we can run an adoption special. We'll reach out to like our rescues and be like, hey, we are really full. Do you have any space to hold some dogs? And normally that helps. <laughs> so do you like do adoption drives or anything? Uh, sometimes. I think normally we do cat specials because cat specials. we're so over on cats. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like they multiply a lot more than dogs I do. I feel like it too. <laughs> <clears throat> so when uh when you do like these specials and stuff, how many do you, is it, it's not like a, I'm about to say a clearance sale, but <laughs> <laughs> you like, sale. <laughs> yeah. I guess there is a used used animal. Yeah, used cat salesman. <laughs> so, like, how many do you see typically go out? There? It depends on the, the the inventory, so to speak, of yeah. what we have. Everyone comes in looking for a small house dog. We're like, we don't have house dogs. The smallest is sixty pounds. <laughs> yeah, we you, could send um, like eight cats to Petco for twenty five bucks, and they'd be gone in a day. Yep, from Petco. From Petco, but at the shelter, for whatever reason, they stay there. You so think Petco really helps get our cats out. Yeah, they do great. They do great. Y'all are located on Birmingham Highway? Birmingham Avenue. Birmingham Downtown, Avenue. Downtown, right next to the train tracks. Last yeah. special. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we've talked about the special a few times on here. I've <laughs> heard. Do, do you think that Petco thing is just like a location ordeal? Probably. Um, I think people go in there, like, getting their own 
they have a lot of people from out of town too, like different smaller surrounding areas, like coming to Petco. Hey, Louisville, like we'll we'll see that on the adoption application. They'll come from out of town, and they're like, I guess they see the cat. And like, oh, so they oh. still have to send everything over to you guys as yep. well. So we get the, we get the adoption fee, we get the paperwork, so we can adopt the animal in the system, and so we cap that adoption. Awesome. So when uh when you get these animals adopted, mm-hmm. like what's the what's the ratio of adopt to intake? Like as soon as like you do a like you have do one of these drives. I feel like do you feel like yeah. people sense, like, oh, hey, they have, like, 20 openings. Let's go drop I off. I feel, I think <laughs> Officer Patton does. Because yeah. he'll be like, oh, I can go pick up these six dogs that have been roaming on the street. Yeah. He, <clears throat> he comes in, we're like, no, no thanks. I don't like want showing. it. Just go away. <laughs> we have a website, too. So a lot of people come from out of town because they're looking at Bur- what Birmingham has. Mm-hmm. And then they'll, they'll see, see Jasper underneath. We had someone drive up from Montgomery the other day. We've had people come from Atlanta, Mississippi, Tennessee, yeah, we had Kentucky. Come, yeah, we had someone come from Mississippi to adopt a guinea pig. A guinea pig. So you are linked into the uh, yeah. So Burning if you Gaps. go to gbhs.org, yeah, you'll see the adoptable pets tab, and you just click that, and you'll see Birmingham's first, but you just keep scrolling, and then you'll see Jasper's. Is Birmingham much bigger? Oh yeah, us down here. Oh yeah, they're they're much bigger. <laughs> I figured they were because I remember when before I got Zeus, like I was looking for a dog. Yeah. yeah, endless. There are animal control buildings. They, they have just an animal control building. It's in the graveyard by the airport. Yes, that building. You really? Never the seen animal it. control facility. Oh, I've seen that before, and I didn't know that was. And that. they have. <laughs> it's just stray dogs. Yeah, it's just for stray dogs. Cats. So That's ours sad. holds stray police holds, you know, and adoptable animals. Yeah. Where they have a, a facility strictly for animals that are on stray holds and an adoption facility. Two different facilities. Yep. Yeah. There's a technically a total of four facilities for Birmingham Jasper. It's the uh, Snow Drive facility, which is adoptions. Then you have the Animal Control facility, which is strays. Then you have our Hoover uh, Vet Clinic, um, which is awesome. It's just it's just shelter shelter, shelter medicine. Yeah. Um, which is where they do all the spay and neuters and any other sort of surgery that any animal needs. And then you have our Jasper location. <laughs> So we're all over the place. Yeah, so there's four Thankful, locations. Yeah. Most of them are in Birmingham. Yeah. But, you know. Thankfully, we have one. Now, it, explain to me, and I guess everybody, some other people may learn too. <laughs> like, how do, how do you take a, uh, a stray or a like, police pickup? Uh-huh. How do you turn them into an adopt, adoptable dog? Depending on what it needs. So, say it needs socialization. Um, either we can work with it at the shelter or we try and find fosters. So, and that's another thing that people can sign up to do is foster program, is where you sign up for whatever you want to do, whether it be socialization, animals that need to gain weight because they came in emaciated, you want to do bottle puppies, like bottle feed puppies, old grandma grandma dogs, skin dogs, animals that are recovering from a broken leg, like the list just goes on and on. So, um, that's, sometimes dogs come in and we'll be like, hey, this dog is highly adoptable, it just needs some help. Yeah. Let's get a foster. It needs to gain weight. Yeah. Um, if they come in and we think that they need extra, extra care, um, depending on if it's not emergency or waking up or whatever the case may be, we'll reach out to a rescue who specializes in. There's one in Wisconsin that likes to take on a lot of medical cases. So we'll send, you know, we'll send animals who have like severe health problems 
there's to, senior, to the rescue. Yep, there's senior dog rescues, there's small dog rescues, breed-specific rescues. So the help is endless. It just depends on if they have space and are able to help us. Right. So, and adoptions help, too, as long as you have the animals you want. And yeah. some strays were, like, someone's dog. They just chose yeah. not to find it. Yeah, so, so the dogs didn't just, like, grow up on the streets. They belonged to somebody. Yeah. They came out of someone's home. Just got lost and never went back. Or people are just like we've had just people keep it. We've had people like just keep it. Yeah, I'm really. Not paying the refund yeah, fees. A lot. We had like a twelve-year-old. Uh, was it the Boston Terrier grandma? Oh yeah. And her owner called and she was like, "I'm coming," and she never, never did. Came. So we gained custody of it. We had to then go through a different route, saying, "Hey, we tried to get a hold of this person, and they never came to get their dog. We were granted custody of the dog." So. We, I know we talked about it before we started recording, but uh, and we don't have to get into too many specifics. But when these police bring in these animals, how do you get to the point of putting them as adoptable? Like, are they are they parts of criminal cases? Or? We have to be granted custody of them yeah. by the court. By the court. And so once we jump through all those hoops, depending on how long it takes, if we are granted custody of the dogs, um, the person will then come down, sign over their animal. <laughs> we'll go through the rest of the process, get it altered if it needs to be spayed or neutered, and put it up for adoption and find the perfect home for it. So, like I said, if it has needs, like it can't be with children, you know, we had this old cranky chihuahua surrendered in who would not go with kids, got adopted by this sweet old man, and was just like, okay, he's going <laughs> to be my buddy. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Pretty sure he growled at him on his way out. Oh he's and like, he's like, okay, fine. it's fine. You can jump in the car on yourself. Okay. <laughs> so, is that process typically... A little bit longer than... It can, depending on how fast it can get through the system. Um, I'm trying to think. That one dog that we had, we were there for like six months before we were like, we need... The pit. Yeah. It's like, we need we need to figure this out. Like, this yeah. dog's like becoming a problem. <laughs> he, he was like in an arrest or something? And yeah. And they couldn't get a hold of the owners. Like, the people just disappeared. Uh-huh. And then they, they just didn't they want to pay. They didn't want to pay the fees for yeah. it. So then it's like it's technically their dog, but we cannot give it up because they were ignoring us. Yeah, so we have so. to go through the proper channels of being like, look, we tried, here's our proof. Yeah. And then the judge grants us custody. You have to like write a letter to them. And yeah, you have to document phone calls. You have to then be like, I sent a letter to the last known address. I did this, 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 and we still haven't gotten anywhere within 30 days or whatever. And then the Please judge. have this <laughs> animal. So we'll kind of transition into the next topic for a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I'm a huge advocate of mental health. Like I struggle with anxiety and depression. So like animals have helped me. Uh, my right. Zeus is before I met my wife. Zeus was my my go-to guy. Yeah, like, he, I could talk to him. Wouldn't give me a lip back. Wouldn't tell me I'm an idiot. Wouldn't tell me I'm crazy. Like he just listened yeah. and. Yep. Uh, so, like, animals are huge in the mental health world, uh, the veterans, uh, anybody struggling with anything else going on. Mm-hmm. So, have you ever seen any cases where you're like, this would be good for a veteran that's mm-hmm. with PTSD? Can yeah. you train him to we do this? We had an uh, English bulldog adopted in Birmingham. Sorry, that my story is in Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> but he was adopted. His One of our volunteers who does a lot of transport driving, he had a buddy military together who needed a dog for PTSD and we had the perfect fit it was an English bulldog and uh, favorite <laughs> favorite <laughs> and he came and adopted it and 
looks just like Match Made in Heaven. So we have that. I've had people who call and are looking for dogs that they can take through training for service dogs or emotional support dogs. And so we really try and work with them to like, okay, I'll keep you on my list. And if we get something that I think would work, especially if you're going to be working with a trainer, um, I'll let you know. So we've had a lot of those um, that we've tried to help with and stuff like that. Have you ever seen an animal <clears throat> naturally take to those tendencies? Like, you don't really have to do much training. Like, mm-hmm. they know when their partner's anxious or... Yeah. Um, you'll see sometimes dogs um, can feel that their, their person's becoming anxious and they'll, like, go put their head on their lap. <laughs> yeah. And when dogs give those traits naturally, they're actually really easy to train and pick up on, like, like cues, like real cues, so to speak. <laughs> so would you advise anybody, like, that struggles with, like, mental health, the... Uh, would you just, like, try, try, try an animal? Yeah, and um, I would just make sure that you go through proper channels. Right. Because the biggest issue that you have right now are people getting emotional support animals, and they really don't need it, and the animal's not trained. Uh, I, can, I can tell you that. Um, you, ha- you have to go, yeah, you have to do the certain channels, because some people will get, like, fake certificates and things like that, and they're not going to accept them. A lot of people are not accepting emotional support animals, because there's so many fakes. Mm-hmm. So, fakers have ruined it for the people who really need it. Really yeah. it. Sad. <laughs> Which is really sad, because if you, like, if your dog's well-behaved and you're not bouncing off of people in the supermarket, you know, it, it, it works for emotional support animal. But when you, people, you, you have this dog, they just want to carry their dog in the store and say it's an emotional support animal. And, I've seen and it's it. like growling at people. You're like, oh, that's not an emotional yeah. support animal. Yeah. That thing's going to bite somebody. <laughs> That's not an emotional support animal. It right. might make you feel good and think like it might help you, but you really need to go through proper channels. So would you guys, you guys are obviously a proper channel. Do you not people? for training. Would you? Oh, really? Not yeah. for training. So, so um, for training, you need to go to people who train <clears throat> specifically for that or can help you find those trainers. Um, Rover Chase in Birmingham, I think they dabble in service dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, emotional support is like, <laughs> a lot of people don't accept it anymore. Because yeah. a lot of people are like, nope, sorry, it's not a service dog. Uh, it doesn't count. <laughs> so are you are you able to like give references to like if somebody from Walker County were to walk in yeah. and say, I'm, I just came off a of deployment, a PTSD, and needs this kind of animal. You're like, okay, you go here. Yeah, and those are the those are we have uh, Abigail at Rover Chase is one of the people that I recommend most just because I know what she does. Yeah. I haven't. So is there, before we close, are there uh, any messages like you'd like to give people uh, to come see you guys, <laughs> obviously? Well, if you're looking for a perfect fit animal, that's what we strive for. So if you want, like, if you come in and just tell me what you're looking for, if you don't have it then, you'll be put on our wish list as well, and we will help find the perfect fit. We have animals in every single day. So, so we may not have it today, but we might next week. So, so it, our, our job is to find perfect fit so they stay with you. Yeah. And we want to help you. If you have any animal questions, we don't mind asking. Or And if we can't help you, we will try our best to point you in the right direction. So yeah, we're not just going to like slam the door on your face and be like, sorry! <laughs> Let me tell you, I can contact you with this rescue or this person yeah. or this shelter and they can help you. 
So we have a lot of resources at our fingertips and just networking those resources can sometimes take time. So if we know in advance, it's easier to help you. <laughs> so we're there to help the community. I'm sure a lot of people are like, well, they don't take in them. I'm like, well, we do, but <laughs> we have to go by certain We have to go through I mean, yeah, guidelines. <laughs> there's rules everywhere. Right. Yeah, so. Some people don't take into account. That's what I, kind of going back to the people just think see them as animals, like, there's still rules for animals, too. And yeah. yeah. And that keeps us from overfilling and... And having overpopulation. Yes. <clears throat> and we, so. have, we have to have space for what we have, so... Yeah, because you still have to be accountable for your own animal. <laughs> right. So, what are, what are your hours through the week? So, Tuesday through Saturday, we're open 11 to 5. Adoptions stop at 4.30. Sundays, we're open 12 to 5. Adoptions stop at 4.30. And Mondays, we are closed to the public. <laughs> We're just closed for adoptions. Gotcha. And we take volunteers every day from nine to five. <laughs> I, I highly advise. It's really fun. We we if you wanted to come and like bathe dogs all day, that's what you could do. If you wanted to go play ball in the yard all day, we would be okay with you doing that. Like, yep. We are there dogs that are happy getting baths over there? Sometimes. Sometimes. Ada likes them. Jump She'll right like walk right at the tub and sit down and be like, "Paint me." <laughs> and we have some you have to hold like a can of wet food above their head while you're like while quickly you're bathing them. their butt. Some we don't know. It's like, well, good luck. Okay, <laughs> let me know if you need help. <laughs> Zeus has kind of seen it as a routine now. Yeah, he, he hates water. Yeah. Like if it's raining, won't go outside. If you're yeah. running a shower, he leaves the room. Uh, when we bathe him outside, uh, he just stands there and takes it. <laughs> yeah, like you can see the he's misery like, in his eyes. <laughs> but he's he's just like. Whatever I know, this is how I have to stay inside. So, but uh, are there are there any social media outlets they can find you on? There's the Jasper City Shelter on Facebook, yeah. and there's also the Greater Birmingham one on Facebook. Um, but you can see both because it, we're all one entity, so we're a division of them. But Jasper City does have their own um, Facebook awesome. page. We try to post. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> we're really bad at it. We're really busy. <laughs> But most of the time, you can go to our website, gbhs.org, go to Adoptions, and it will show you everything in Birmingham and in Jasper. Awesome. And it updates weekly. Yeah, there's a little lag time. Like when you click an animal available for adoption, there's a small lag time. But it's current for the most part. So. All right. And uh, we've, we've spoken about Erica's dog's TikTok. <laughs> I need you to drop that so you can get some followers. Stella the Rescue. Makes me smile. We're at 55k right now. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me smile when I watch it, that. It's those wholesome TikToks. content. Yeah, content. wholesome dog content. You'll and see, uh, like Latoya. <laughs> I, I post most of our like. Well, I try to post a lot of our animals that come in and yep. when they're going to rescue. Just yeah. it's fun. Yeah, yeah. that's that's, gonna, that's what I was going to let everybody know. Is like it's not just your dog. It's yeah. What's it's going basically on the shelter, shelter dogs. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's just for fun. It's a lot of people enjoy seeing. And I've really got, I've posted like, we had this sad little grandpa dog, and I posted him. He had just got out of surgery, and he was kind of drunk, <laughs> and he had a toy in his mouth, and he was just sitting there, and he went viral on Facebook because everyone was like, "Oh my god, this sad <laughs> grandpa dog." We had people calling, blowing up our phones. He got adopted the next day. <laughs> yes. As soon as we got there, she was waiting outside. She waited in her car for two hours for yep. us to open. I was just like, good grief. And then all day, people were calling. We had people calling I want Georgia. Chris. I want this. I'm like, he's been adopted. He got adopted as soon as the door opened. <laughs> yeah, these people from Georgia are calling. They're like, is Grandpa still there? We're like, no, he's gone. Thank you, 
though. <laughs> as toxic as I talk about social media being, like that's that's the good side of it. Yeah, it is the good side yeah. of it. The, the happy things. <laughs> it's crazy how going viral brings business to yeah. people. We had know. a lady <clears throat> up north. She messaged us. She got a recipe dog from us, and she's like, "I just needed to know her story. I want to know where she came from." Like, had some TikTok videos of her. <laughs> I was like, "I don't know much about her, but here's some videos of her. They're super, like just for you to have." Yeah, and she loved it. So, so go check out their TikTok and see what's going on at the shelter, people. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, or go volunteer. Um, but I'm glad we need we need people like that. In the yeah. That's why I was like, I got a animal lovers over here. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so <laughs> we're so glad that they brought you to Jasper. Me too. Me too. I was super excited when they came. It's great. Because I like talking about the businesses in Jasper mm-hmm. and the community we're building here, but also now. And you're in the window of Jasper growing. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it means a lot because people need animals. Mm-hmm. Animals need people. And if given the right opportunity, we'd love to do like events with different businesses if they'd have us. Yeah. Which I'm sure anybody would be open to have us. But yeah. Once all this adoption stuff. events. We like we <laughs> used, we set up at Foothills. You know, we took a few dogs. We got a few dogs adopted there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I know some people. We're not going to make it. We could have it past the jar. Yeah, I know. Humane Society collaboration. Some of, the, <laughs> some of the people take dogs to like breweries in Birmingham. I mean, we just haven't had the chance here yet. But yeah. But that's, those are great <clears throat> volunteer they, opportunities. They do, yeah, they take dogs to the brewery and hang out and do it, like try to get them adopted. So if, if the volunteers, are they like able to take the dogs off the grounds? We have to, we have, since we haven't had too many volunteers in general, um, that would be something we would have to look into and plan like with waivers and stuff. Stuff yeah. like that, just to make sure that they know that, yeah, just don't hand the dog to somebody. Like, here you go. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Don't. So, it's stuff that they do in Birmingham, which I'd love to have here, because Gamble Park's not that far away. I'm yeah. sure a dog would love to walk around Gamble <clears> Park or have an outing from the shelter. You know, we just have to make sure that it's not dogs, like, sitting on stray hold or police custody dogs. Right. We don't want to put that. So. Gotcha. Because we have adoption ambassadors in Birmingham, and I'd love to see that here, but you still have to, <laughs> the volunteer has to understand the adoption guidelines. Eventually, we'll get there. There's a, there's a lot of hurdles you have to clear <laughs> legally these days. So. Yeah. But I want to thank you both for coming sure. on. That's uh, fine. Thank I'm, you. No problem. Um, uh, anybody, I encourage you to go volunteer. I've enjoyed this conversation because <laughs> animals, like I said, they mean a lot to me. You look happy. <laughs> I'm very happy. <laughs> uh, but uh, let, once again, thank you for coming on. Sure. And thank you for your time. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, people come help you out. Awesome. Folks, if you want an animal... Go see these wonderful people, please. Help them. Help these animals. The animals will help you, I promise. Uh, But thanks for tuning in. Grab a jar. Pass it around safely. Talk to someone different than you. Love your neighbor. And we'll see you next time.